Welcome to the Church Collective Podcast. In this episode, I had the opportunity to talk with Dane, Luke, and Nick from Rocky Worship. It was an incredible conversation that got going so much that we had to uh, go into a second episode. So this is the first episode. We are talking to them about their new album. We're talking about health in the church, how to figure out if you're supposed to be writing for your church, and when you take those songs that you've written for your church, and when should you share them with the world. Just a whole bunch in there. We get into uh, both being real and anxiety and depression in ministry, and I think you're going to love this episode. So here we go. Rocky Worship, I mean, we've been uh, working together at Rocky Church for like almost nine years, um, which is pretty wild. Um, Nick hired me and Luke as young guns way back in the day in our early, early 20s, and uh, now we're old. So <laughs> yeah, now now we're dads, right, Luke? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, actually me and Luke both have newborns right now, which is kind of crazy. Our firstborn. So that's, awesome. that's an adventure and it's in its own right right now. Um, but Raggy worship was kind of born just out of our desire to write songs. We liked writing songs. Um, and we liked writing songs for our church. We had no real intention of really any, taking it anywhere. And then we started writing and we we're like, you know what? We, we think these songs are pretty, pretty all right. It, yeah. You know, we think it could be really helpful for uh, the bigger church uh, than just our, our local one here in Colorado. Um, and so, you know, we we chase that down a little bit, but still our, our ultimate goal is to write for our our context here um, and to to serve people through through this music, um, yeah. which is, you know, so we, we write from where we've been personally. Um, there's, you know writing out of our experience, our hurts, our joy, um, but also writing out of uh, just what God's doing here at our church, uh, which is a, a super cool thing to do, especially when you you write a song and you're looking out and you can kind of see the people um, who inspired the song a little bit, if that makes sense, or the situations that inspire the song. So um, yeah, it's it's a really it's a really cool thing that uh, we we kind of have chased down a little bit here. Yeah, I'll go next. Hey, Sorry, go ahead. You uh, sure? Yeah. I was going to say someone else go. <laughs> uh, I'm Nick, and uh, like Dane said, we, we've, we've all been working together for a long time. I came about 10 years ago, and really quickly, it was like, I need help. And uh, so our, our church, we have two campuses, and they're two permanent campuses, and they're like equal in, in everything as far as staffing, and there's not a like a at main campus that streams to the other. Both campuses stream back and forth, sometimes on the same Sunday, like mm -hmm. for like a baptism celebration or something. And uh, so it was unique. I think we hired Dane, he was fresh out of college, and we hired him to do, to help me on Sundays, but also to uh, lead worship for both campuses' student ministry that co that happened at the same time. <laughs> These campuses are about 25 minutes away. So we, I think when we were hiring him, we we're like, Hey, this doesn't make any sense, but we're just going to try to figure it out. And we kind of figured it out, but pretty quickly it was like, this doesn't work. <laughs> so we had to, to make some adjustments and, you know, um, but then Luke joined really soon after that. Also kind of fresh out of college. You were still in college, Luke, still yeah. finished stuff up. And, uh, but we just, as a church, we've kind of grown together and what's, what's really cool about having, uh, longevity together is you see a lot of different seasons and you see a lot of different facets of one another. And, uh, it's, it's difficult to do, but there's a really cool benefit that comes along with that. But yeah, 
I'd love to hear you said it didn't work and then you figured out how to make it work. Like practically what did, what happened? Like what went wrong? <laughs> well, well, basically, I mean, there was already a conflict because both things happened at the same time. So it's like, I can't be in two boxes right there. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, well, that doesn't work. Um, so I mean, the first practical move was we ended up changing some of our student programming to meet on a different time. Um, so I can't, it went through several different, uh, Seasons. For a while you're doing like you one day one Sunday you'd be at one campus the next Sunday you'd be at the other campus yeah that's how it started and then we moved and one went midweek or something like that um, and so I was building bands and teams at, at two different places um, which is also a, a tricky thing to manage and maintain and yeah. do well at uh, a couple places um and so eventually after it split like that though and they're at different times um and and different days. It was a little bit more manageable, but uh, it, I don't even think that lasted a year before we ended up hiring um, some other people to help kind of take that load and spread it around a bit. And I think that's where Luke entered the scene. Yeah, actually. So, yeah. Luke, you haven't said hi yet. Hi, everyone. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't have a ton to add. Uh, I came here when I was yeah 22, and, and that was in 2015. 15. So I've been here seven ish years now, yeah. uh, going on eight. And, uh, yeah, a, life, a lifetime in worship leading jobs. <laughs> Unfortunate. Crazy yeah. man. But, yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. It's, I feel really blessed to still be here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, what Nick was saying with longevity is like, we just get to, we get to grow together and we get to learn together. And um, doing ministry with the same squad um, is, it really is a blessing, man. I, I've had so many friends just in and out of ministry who have just gone through a lot of really hard things, um, yeah. just team team chemistry-wise and just, you know, and it's just hard, and I just feel really blessed. And so, yeah, I came here uh, leading worship for students um, just as an intern, just like, let's go to camp. Let's play Young and Free songs. Let's, you know, and right. uh, I was all in, you know, and then I got hired to just be one of our worship people. You know, I was music directing and doing Ableton and that sort of stuff. And, uh, yeah, now I'm one of the worship pastors at uh, one of our campuses. And, yeah. yeah, I love it. That's great. Yeah, man. So talk to me a little bit about the album. Like, what, what's going on? You know, how's that been received? Like, what? how's that going? Just give me kind of a little bit of the process. It's, it's definitely been a um, grassroots type thing. Uh, I think any church that says, we hey, we've written these songs, we need a budget towards either buying more equipment or at the very least getting stuff mastered and whatever, you know, you go down the, and it's like, there is no budget. You know, so you're like, right. okay, so we right, need cool. to shoulder taps <laughs> friends right. and figure some stuff out on our own. And what's cool about that is the longer you can do that, you can, you know, I guess, get some credibility with church leadership and the people who help make decisions on budgets. And they can start to see, um, you know, hey, this is actually building some momentum and some identity in the church and people are rallying behind this. And maybe we can, you know, put a little bit more funds to the side. It's still just peanuts. But uh, so very grassroots. And uh, but within our church, the biggest thing is seeing people embrace these songs as their own. Uh, Dana, Luke, I'd love to hear you guys talk more about that. 
Yeah, I mean, I, it's it's really funny uh, and it's really cool. People think that, you know, it's almost like they're a part of writing these songs, which a, a lot of them are in a way. Um, and so they're, people at our church are almost territorial about these songs in, in a funny way, but they are, yeah. they're almost the ones who are like, what, like, are you going to release these? Like, <laughs> how can well, we release these? these yet? Where can but, I find yeah, these songs? Yeah. I have a couple friends who have figured out how to like get into our planning center so they can listen to the songs, which just That's makes great. me laugh. They're like ripping them, you know, from us. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of us, you know, pushing this album out was like our church pushing us to be like, Hey, we, we'd love to be able to worship with these, not just on Sundays, not just whenever we come to a gathering of, you know, some kind. Right. And, uh, that, and in a lot of ways was kind of the motivation that was like, okay, let's do this for real. Let's really chase this thing down. Things never go as quick as you want them to, That's you know, with, with this kind of stuff. It's like, we wish this, we wish the entire uh, EP was out six Last months year. ago. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And uh, it just takes forever. Right. We'll get in by the, by the, by the time it's out, you're like, oh, I need these five more songs now. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, That's what we're feeling. <laughs> What's on there? Sorry, I was just gonna. Say, I cut you off a minute ago. I was gonna say, did you have anything else to add? Oh well, I was just gonna say, yeah, we started writing together uh, probably 2017. Like that's when we were like, you know what? Like, I feel like God's putting some songs. At least for me, it's like I feel like God's putting songs on my heart, and I just wanna, I wanna chase this down, like Dane said. And we started writing, yeah, back in 2017, and then we recorded uh, three songs. And we had them completely done and all and like recorded and blah, blah, blah. And then we waited like four years to release them. <laughs> so the first time we ever released anything, going back to what you said, Nick, it says, or you saying how everything takes forever. We wrote those songs in like 2017, 2018, released them 2021. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so, but yeah, we, we started writing together and, uh, one, it was just really awesome for us just as a team, um, dynamically and just chemistry wise to work together on something like this and it's just fun uh, like looking back at the times where we're like mad at each other it's like dude let me talk I, there's been so many different times in writing sessions where we've just been trying to have to figure each other out and yeah. um but yeah so we started this whole album thing this is like our first like i don't know collection of songs that we'll release but yeah, it started back in like 2017. We're like, maybe, maybe God's putting this on our heart, and we've just been kind of trying to be obedient with what He's put in front of us. And uh, yeah, here we are now. So we, we're planning on in the next however long releasing seven total. So that that's pretty yeah, cool. That's cool. Is there a um, like a typical balance you guys pull in your week to week sets? Like, are you doing all originals in your services, or are you pulling from various bands? Like, what what's that look like? That's a good yeah. question. Oh, sorry, Luke. Um, no, I was... you... <laughs> we do a, a big mix. So um, we do, obviously, originals. Um, and, and it's a good kind of testing ground for songs, too. You know, right. it's like, does this song land or is it just flat? Um, but also, I mean, we love other songs that people are writing. There's so many good worship songs out there that um, encourage the church. And so... Uh, we, we love doing other songs and we do plenty of other songs. In fact, I think the next multiple songs we're introducing, we, we did not write at all. Um, and they're fantastic songs. Um, yeah. 
as also going back to something Luke's talking about writing together. I think um, a lot of people, I think, like to write alone because you have creative control and you can like dominate this this thing. Um, and I think we found that writing together, while it's extremely challenging and we will fight and there's like some things there, it, the benefit outweighs all of that. Um, and for us, we, we've been together for so long that there's a lot of trust there now that we can really lean on each other. But when you're able to write together as a team, the uh, the song that ends up coming out of that, I think, is much stronger. And yes. uh, just, I mean, just for the fact you have more brains, but also you have just more ideas, more story that's coming into it. And so I, I think that's a huge thing for people if you're wanting to start writing. Um, find some people that you trust and uh, get in the room and, you know, grind it out. Right. What do you, you got any suggestion for somebody who's listening, worship leader, it's like, you know what, I'm going to bring my team together and we're going to write some songs. Like what, what are they, what do they need to be aware of as they're going into that? I think something that I struggled with for a long time was kind of what Dane was saying. It's like, I want to write with other people. I just want, but really, I just want people to like, listen to this and tell me that it's good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's a very different distinction there. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. So I think something that we have just been gracious with each other and being like, okay, when we walk into a songwriting session, we walk in with open hands and say like, Hey, um, this is, this is not my thing. This is, this is like an act of worship. This is for God. And the fact that he's even giving us these words is a gift anyway. So let's just come in with a little bit more humility and, uh, let's put our ego like on the other side of the door and say, God, would you just have your way in this song? Hmm. And so with that, we, like, if I bring a song idea, like Dane will ask, he'll say, okay, what can stay and what can go? You know, because sometimes it's like, ah, oh, this verse is kind of filler and some, you know, but when you're bringing in a lot of people, like if you, if you have a worship team and, you know, you have, you know, five or six people, it's like bringing that many people into it, right? Um, there's going to be a lot of opinions and a lot of, um, just baggage or whatever and yeah. you have to come in being like this is not about me at all <laughs> and we gotta just be you gotta be honest like not every idea is a great idea yeah. um but at the same time you gotta you gotta walk into these things with a heart that's ready to say oh i guess what i brought wasn't what i thought it was and that's cool because i i know at the end of this process it's gonna be better yeah. So walking yeah. in with humility for sure. Yeah. And I yeah. think what you mentioned before, Luke, is so important. Recognizing what, what am I actually wanting to do with this song? I think it's important to know the distinction of, I want to gather these two, three, four people and write a song together. That's, a, that's an, if that's what you want to do, then make that clear. And also be clear if you're just saying, Hey, can I run a song idea by you? And yeah. There's a difference there because I can say, man, I love what you did in that verse. I love that melody. Keep at it, man. You know, see, see you later. And I, I think so many times I will go into a song, right? And I'm thinking, I just want, like you said, Luke, I just want you guys to affirm this, but it's confusing. So you start saying, what if we said this instead? And I'm like, what? no, 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 that's not what I asked you to, you know, yeah, I don't want yeah. you to offer any of that. 
just just to understand where you're coming from and uh but knowing this knowing this it's really important whatever you're saying i just want your affirmation about or just know that song might not ever get as good as it could be and maybe for as broad of an audience as it could be so if you write just by yourself most likely the audience that it hits is going to be smaller than it would if you let other voices, other ideas, other experiences influence. Hmm. I'd love to know, is there a tiebreaker? Like when you guys have conflicting it, like, or do you have to call the lead pastor in to make the calls? <laughs> like, who's, like, how do you, how do you deal well, with that? That would like, be kind of cool, but our lead pastor, Sean, is would just be like, I don't know when you're right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll do that, yeah. <laughs> Luckily for us, there's... Uh, We've just been writing with the three of us for these few years. So if it's it's two to one, then it's like, oh, okay. I was, that's tough. That is still really, really tough. And we've had moments when, um, I think we all feel like, Hey, I think you keep taking that guy's side. No matter which pairing that is. I think we've had conversations like that and it's like, Ooh, we have to do the gut check. Maybe you're right. Maybe there's some dynamics going on that Luke and I have been kind of, you know, I don't know, uh, not agreeing a whole lot recently. So I side with Dane or, you know, whatever. So e- even with three people, there's still those interesting dynamics you got to work through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd love to move the conversation a little bit um, yeah, to like depression and anxiety in the church. I think that is a often, it feels like it's getting talked about more now than maybe five years ago, uh, but it's still... You know, I think everybody going to church, you kind of want to come and put a brave face on and God's good. So everything's supposed to be good, right? Like, could you guys kind of just give a little context? What are your thoughts on all of that? Maybe some encouragement for those anxious and depressed worship leaders that are totally listening to this right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I'll start. Um, over 2020 and 2021, I was very, very depressed, like clinic, like diagnosed you are depressed and um that was something so out of the blue it's hard yeah yeah, for for sure um growing up like that was not a part of my life um i was just always like kind of a happy-go-lucky positive like let's just have fun and just live life and then um that was probably yeah five years into being in the ministry as well and then 2020, of course, was just crazy, but um, I don't think it was just COVID and like isolation that let sent me into depression. And so, yeah, it got it got really dark. It got really dark for me for a couple of years. And... Luke, I remember I remember you saying something like you started connecting the dots when you realized you had more bad days than good days. Yeah, that's you a great know, way to or... say it things start to flip where you had more bad days than good. Yeah. And, and Nick and I were actually talking about this the other day. It's not like I just like one day I was like, Oh, I'm depressed now. I was, I kind of was, it felt like a, like an exit ramp. Like I've been on this interstate for a long time and now it just kind of feels like this slow drift onto this new road that I don't know. And so, yeah, I started noticing things in myself that's like, yeah, I'm having way more bad days than good days. And I'm starting to notice that the, the worst parts of me, are becoming the most of me. Like yeah. I'm, I'm impatient. I'm not really quick to forgive. I'm, you know, like those sorts of things. 
and the depression just got super real. And as I was leading worship, like I didn't stop leading worship. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that was that was one of those things that was also so disorienting. Like I'm up there every single Sunday singing right. uh just there's joy in the house of the Lord today. Right. And the, like singing of the goodness of God. Not in me. Not <laughs> not in yeah. Not in this temple. No. Um <laughs> but for real, like I was up there and like I was I've been thinking about this. It's kind of like like swinging a golf club with your off hand or like throwing a like shooting a basketball with your off hand. It's like it looks pretty normal. Like if someone like people looking at me leading worship, they're like, yeah, totally. But it feels totally wrong. It right. It's to- totally wrong. And so I was up there just very it just feeling very fraudulent, feeling very fake. And because I didn't feel anything that I was singing. And I would just beat myself up, dude. Like I would just beat myself up so bad, being like, Luke, why do you gotta try this hard to worship God? Like, haven't you given your whole life to this thing? Isn't this your calling? Aren't you? And I would just, man, just really just beat myself up about it because it's like, this just doesn't feel right. You know what I mean? And so, yeah. I mean, I can keep, I can keep talking, but I, I don't want to, I don't yeah. want to monologue for 10 minutes here. But yeah, it was really, really, really hard. So, what do. was the, like, how, how did the Lord see you through this? Yeah, I mean, I think something that I'm so grateful for is that Nick didn't give up on me as my boss. He, Nick knew all of this. Like, I wasn't hiding anything, which is another thing I'm thankful for, that our the leadership of our church, like, saw me in this season, and they were like, dude, like, I see you, and I know this sucks for you, and I know yeah. that this is hard. And I know that you're really working through things. And honestly, you're not like killing it right now. But I see you and there's grace for you. I think that as the foundation of uh, my ministry, that's why I'm still in ministry. Like I, there were so many days, Monday morning, after I'm like, there's, you know, nobody worshiped yesterday. Everything with the bass player, like I'm sitting there on Monday. I'm like, I'm done. I can't tell you how many Mondays I said to myself, I'm done. But the fact that Nick knew and the fact that our leadership was on my side and just so patient and gracious, that was such a massive thing for me. And yeah, so that I feel like that's the foundation for how God's just started to um, take me out of this, this season, you know, because yeah. without that, I would have just been like, all right, peace, I'm done. Like, I don't it's too, it just hurts too much and it just doesn't make sense to be on. Right. And so I feel like the turning point was when I was like, you know what? It's time that I get real help and it's time that I get on medication and it's time that I just like, I'm, I'm so over it. I'm so over, I'll do anything. And you know, there's probably just some, some subconscious pride that's like, I don't need, I don't need meds. I don't need counseling. I got Jesus. You know what I mean? Um, that's a whole, we could do an hour on that. (laughs) Absolutely. You know, and turns out I did need, uh, medication and I did need counseling. As soon as I, uh, did that and started taking that seriously, um, everything started to change everything because I knew how to, I could put a name to the pain and I could, um, 
just start to realize helpful strategies and whatever. And then the medication just takes all the, the for me, it took all the physical side of depression away. And then I could just, I don't know. I felt like I just got laser focused on, I'm done with this. I have to do something. And that's yeah. where, that's where things started to change for me. Wow. I'd love Nick, like maybe if you could speak to, um, speak to the lead pastor, worship pastor, executive pastor that is ready to cut ties when they have somebody having trouble. And it, yeah. it wouldn't necessarily be just because you're having trouble. So I want you out, but like, there's a general, you know, this is too much for me to handle. Like what, what would you, how did you go through it? How, what would you encourage someone to like, Hey, stick with your team, like back them up. Like what kind of encouragement you got there? I think there's, it's okay to recognize you don't have a clue what you're doing. You know, when you, when you see someone on your team that, that's struggling, and this is Luke's story, Dane has his own story with some really dark seasons. I, I do as well. But everyone, when you're watching it, someone go through something from the outside, it's so mysterious because you, you don't know what they're thinking and feeling, even if they try to describe it. You don't know what they're thinking and feeling. Yeah. So there's just an immediate sense of I'm lost and I don't know, I don't know how to handle this. And you, you can, you can start the temptation is like, they, this person is like nitroglycerin. I don't know how to push them. I don't know how to hold them accountable. I don't know how to show grace because they might explode. Right. That, that kind of a sense. Right. But I think with, with Luke and with Dane and in, in his story, there's this sense of you do have to trust that they are going to be um, a, your biggest uh, connection to, to, towards health. And you, so you trust them, you trust what they say, you, you take their feedback and you don't try to say, um, and you're, you're doing great. Look, look, look at your, you know, job. You, you don't think people are worshiping people were worshiping and you try sure. to just convince them into you're wrong. You're just not seeing things right. Um, right. our lead pastor and our, our lead team and, they're just very supportive at the church to say, we want our people to be healthy. So even coming alongside all of us at different times, and there's HR structure that makes this difficult, but say, we want to help you with the counseling bills. You know, we want to help you. We don't want that to be the deterrent because that is, I would say for most people, they would immediately say, I can't afford counseling, right? Like I, I, I may, even if they're open to it, I can't afford it. And uh, the reality is you can't afford not to, right? So you have to figure something out, but... I think it is important for churches to say, we are going to specifically take some funds and there might be seasons where it's more than others. And we want to come alongside people and, and, and get them into counseling. I think that was a huge help for me to know that the leadership, even above me, I could, we could resource Luke, you know, we could resource Dane to say, we're going to get through this. Yeah. But the thing is, you know, Luke kind of, he paints that picture and you're saying really kind things about me, Luke. I appreciate that. But Luke was, uh, he was working hard and he was, he had depression, suffering from depression, but he didn't lose his integrity. He didn't lose his character. It wasn't like overnight he was just completely inept. And so there, I think sometimes there's maybe that stigma that this person is just going to be like a bump on a log and yeah. just not anything. Yeah. Dane and I had to pick up some slack, um, but it wasn't a deal breaker. Right. And I think when you have that relationship, you're like, I want, I want my friend to be healthy, you know, and if he's going to be here, I want him to be healthy. And if he goes anywhere else, I want him to be healthy. So there's just that sense of commitment of saying, we have got to see this thing through as a, as a team. 
and uh, as friends. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. As always, find us on social media. Come shoot us a DM. We would love to chat with you. God bless.